All right, hello everybody. I am John Harder and I am here with Natasha Hampton. And um, I met Natasha on an incredible trip on the other side of the world in uh, Dubai, uh, where we were on a mastermind retreat. And uh, I was just so impressed by with um, what Natasha was doing and um, all the work that she's done. So I wanted to invite her on here and just talk to her about uh, her personal brand and what she's up to and what's coming uh, in the future for her. So um, Natasha, thank you for coming on with me. Um, I would love for you to talk uh, to everybody a little bit about what you do and kind of the history of what you do. Oh, well, thank you so much, John, first and foremost. Uh, for the opportunity to uh, speak with your listeners and your viewers. Um, I'm humbled by um, your, your request and, uh, and your belief that um, my story, um, my leadership story and my leadership journey is one that both your listeners and your viewers can benefit from. So thank you so much. I'm extremely humbled by it. So I actually started my um, public sector career in 1997. I am currently the assistant city manager for the city of Rocky Mountain, North Carolina. I was born and raised in Miami, Florida, and um, had spent 20 years um, working for a municipality in Broward County, Florida. And so after 20 years um, uh, by way of Washington, D.C., I found my way here in Rocky Mountain, North Carolina, um, to, to, to really tackle some of the issues here. So I'm, I'm really thankful for the opportunity um, to be here. So I started my public sector career in 1997, and truth be told, I needed a job. Um, had no idea that um, uh, public service is, would be my passion, would become my passion. Um, but um, just with um, surrounding myself with really positive people, surrounding myself with uh, very strong women in leadership and really seeing leadership at work and servant leadership at work, um, I knew this is what I wanted to do. And so I set out on a journey to uh, study my craft, um, my craft of um, understanding political environments. Um, so I, my undergraduate degree is in political science, dual major, political science and public administration. Um, and also the craft of public policy. Um, and so I continued those studies at um, Nova Southeastern University with a master's degree in public administration. Mm -hmm. So um, after I realized that my passion was serving uh, the public and, and the services that it provides, I knew that I needed to hone in on my skill and my craft um, and educate myself on what it would take to become a um, executive leader in municipal government. Mm. Nice. So, so I mean, you've been doing this for, you said 97 was when you started? 97. So that's about, what, 22 years? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I know. And I only turned 23 yesterday. That's, I mean, <laughs> you've been doing this your whole life. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Pretty much, pretty much. <laughs> well, that's amazing. Um, I would love to talk to you a little bit. So we talked a little on uh, offline about some of the other ventures that you're doing as well. Um, talk to us a little bit about uh, high heel leadership. Yeah. So um, as as I continued my um, journey through um, municipal government and leadership in government, 
um, and, and having the opportunity to speak internationally about um, uh, governance, urban governance. And as a thought leader in um, this business, um, it's just taking me to some extraordinary places to meet a lot of people and, and really talk about um, 21st century governance and, and why that's important, particularly with the many social issues that we face today that we did not face previously. Um, for example, the legalization of marijuana, um, uh, uh, same-sex marriages, and how that plays into providing benefits for families and municipal governments. So a lot of those things with, with that, that governments did not have to address are now addressing um, uh, 21st century social issues. So with that, sometime in 2018, I had a phone call um, from a publisher who said, hey, um, you know, I think you have a story to tell and I'd like to help you tell the story. And I said, tell the story about what? And she said, you, you've done a lot of things in the community. You, you've done really amazing things in your career. And, and I said to her um, very distinctly, I don't think I have anything to write about because I don't specialize in any one area. My, yeah. my philosophy has always been never box yourself in, be courageous to branch out and try different things. And I've been able to do that in my career. So I didn't think I had anything to write about. So yeah. she said, let's just start recording. And let's see what happens. And what came out of this was um, this, what I consider a masterpiece, um, mm -hmm. high heel leadership and the art of being a woman in power. And, mm -hmm. and what this book represents, it's actually a playbook um, uh, to, to outline how women um, can attain leadership and how we stay there. But mm -hmm. more importantly, to not be afraid of the very thing that makes us unique, um, that makes us capable, that makes us empathetic, which is what leadership needs and what um, leadership is about. Those things are directly attributed to being a woman. And very often, um, as women, we come into the workplace and think that we have to compete against our male counterpart by behaving, acting, sounding just like men. And, mm -hmm. and we don't. We, we have very unique attributes as men have very unique attributes. And we should be um, willing to and unapologetically um, play on those um, attributes. And so that's what this book is. It's a, it talks about things that, that we rarely talk about. I don't try to define leadership. Um, in this book because there's so many books on leadership and what that is. I define it from a woman's perspective um, and that I wear high heels every single day. High heels mean something to me. Um, every pair that I own, um, it's, it's like my heel is a platform for the shoulders of the women that came before me. Mm -hmm. and, and, and I'm walking in my heels in representation of them. That's what this book is. And, and talk, we talk about things like the way that women sometimes sabotage each other in the workplace. We often attribute not being able to reach success because um, of men, but a lot of times it's because of what we do to each other. So yeah. we talk about that um, in this book. And, and, and it, it, the, this book also is, is really um, talks about the different experiences I have had. And I try to relate my story and stories um, with um, how I was able to get into leadership and stay there. Well, I mean, speaking to that, 
without giving anything away, is there any like scenarios or kind of things that you've experienced as a woman in leadership that you can talk about? Oh, absolutely. And, and one that I'm sure resonates with a lot of women, because I have my Me Too story. Mm. Um, my, my Me Too experience was with a, a gentleman that one, I, it was very early in my career starting out. And um, I actually um, really looked up to um, this gentleman because he was a very astute in, in his way of thinking. And he was a, a, what I consider very forward thinking manager. And um, actually, it wasn't uncommon for staff at this agency to work late hours, um, to, to go well, well into the evening working. That was not uncommon. So the, there was one evening where he was like, let's go have dinner and we can talk about this project that's coming up. And so I thought no big deal about that right. um, until we pulled up to ballet service at a very... Um, high-end restaurant on South Beach mm. and in that moment I said oh my goodness I'm in trouble because mm. it just didn't seem or feel like this was going to be a regular dinner meeting right. and from that um, he ended up coming to my house unannounced delivering flowers um, every week I had a, a new set of flowers um, and, and, and offering large sums of money that I didn't take. Um, and I had to figure out, you know, how do I deal with this? Like I'm sure so many women, particularly women that are young in their careers, really, what choice do you have? Do you say something and risk your job? Because here's someone who is, you know, a leader in the organization. Um, do you say something and risk that or do you play along in, in hopes that um, you can go as far as you want it to go and while still climbing the leadership ladder in your organization? So I was faced with those tough questions and, and situations very early in my career. And I talk about that in this book. Yeah, that's so unfortunate that like that not only women, but any and any person that has to be forced into a situation when they just want to be successful in something that they love to do, that someone else kind of puts in their place of power over them. You know, it's such an un unfortunate uh, thing. And I'm sorry to hear that. There's so many cases of that that we hear about. And um, I... In my opinion, I would say that probably bringing those stories to light are going to help maybe, hopefully, that happen less and less. Do you, would you say that? Or what? how do people, do you think, and for you, women specifically, how are they going to overcome that in the future? Yeah, I, I certainly think by more women telling their stories, um, finding their voice in telling their stories, um, um, well, is one of the ways to eradicate uh, workplace sexual harassment. Um, another way is by ensuring that um, there truly are uh, standards and policies in place that protect women and men that come forward um, and, and tell their story of, of workplace harassment and sexual harassment. Um, and also, um, the understanding of more of our male leaders. Um, mm -hmm. You know, men continue to dominate in the boardrooms and in um, uh, position. 
uh, while women have made tremendous advancements, men still dominate that, that space. And so it's important that men understand and support um, women who come forward um, with uh, their, their stories of harassment. Yeah, it's so interesting. I was just listening to a podcast yesterday, and I think one of the things that the woman that was speaking was talking about was just educating, not only educating men that um, may be doing these things, but also educating the men that don't even, that doesn't cross their mind because sometimes because that doesn't cross their mind, they don't think to speak up because they think, well, I would never do that. Why would I, you know, need to say anything? But, you know, if in an instance they catch it or if they see it, you know, happening, calling it out immediately so they can stop that, um, I think is important in those situations as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I, I think that um, so many women don't come forward because they don't feel that they would have the support um, of their agency, their organization, or the men um, in, the, in the organization, that the men would actually take sides. And, and I believe that there are more men who support women who come forward than, than they're getting credit and recognition for. Um, yeah. and, I, and I also want to say with regard to that, that studies show that um, women of color are more um, affected by sexual harassment in the workplace than our counterpart. And, and particularly women of color in um, entry-level positions. Um, and, 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 and so we need everyone, regardless of sex, race, um, ethnicity, and cultural background to um, support um, men and women who come forward uh, with sexual harassment and not just support them, but to remove those when found to have violated um, someone's rights and someone's privacy and someone's ability to advance in the workplace, they should be punished swiftly um, and through removal from that organization. For sure, for sure. So yeah, I, um, so we talked a little bit about kind of that position of I mean, really, those those people are victims, I believe. Um, so what, on the other side of that, I'm, I'm sure, like, when you think of leadership, um, we think of the opposite side of that coin. What does it, that look like? What can you, you know, what is a proactive, for you, speaking specifically to women, a woman in leadership, what does that look like to you, you know? Um, um, is your question asking in terms of being proactive about prevention? Um, prevention and just, you know, as I'm sure that's always in the back of your mind, but I, I feel like there's always, you probably don't, you would hope that that's not the constant thought that you can mm -hmm. think, you know, more about, okay, what's the job at hand? What are, what are my responsibilities? What does being a woman in leadership look like um, when that is not the topic, you know, that hopefully we can move further away from that. So, you yeah, know, sure. what, what does that in a positive sense look like that being a woman in leadership? Yeah. You know, one of the, um, one of the things that I, or sayings that I say to my teams is I say, think it, um, and so it shall be. Mm. Whatever you think, it, it, it will be that. 
And so while I recognize that there are still barriers that exist like sexual harassment and workplace harassment um, in the workplace that women have to um, overcome, it's certainly not something that we should walk into situations um, thinking about. You, mm. you know, your talent um, will always prevail, yeah. always. And um, the, the other thing about this book is a lot of times when women are so um, insistent on not being uh, beautiful mm. in the workplace, not being feminine, Right. Um, wanting to only be seen for talent, mm -hmm. I think is a disservice to that woman and it's a disservice to that organization. Mm -hmm. um, it, it's, it's, we need to, again, embrace our uniqueness and our beauty and everything that makes us women right. um, and thrive in that. And mm -hmm. so it's why I say, you know, think it and so it shall be. So I think leadership, whatever comes my way as a result of that, even if it is um, sexual harassment, it's just, you know, I say, okay, I'm going to have to deal with it. This is one of the barriers of many that are more, that, that, that likely to happen through my leadership journey, but it certainly does not define me as a leader. My talent defines me. Everything else just uh, molds and cultivates me in that leadership journey. Yeah. I mean, it sounds, it sounds a lot like the, what you're talking about is mindset, just like where, you know, what thoughts are you holding in your mind? Because, you know, I think we're becoming more educated on how powerful that is. Uh, what, like, what are some, are there any practices that you have around, you know, mindset uh, on a, as a practice? Absolutely. Um, first and foremost, I am my own cheerleader and yeah. I wake up every morning and I cheer for me. Mm. Um, and that, that's the mindset. It's, it's what I choose to do every day. Um, it, it, I've had my, my moments of not understanding my value, not mm. understanding my worth. Um, and so I've come into the fullness of that understanding. So I cheer for me first and foremost every day. Um, that's one. Secondly, I have a tribe. One of the chapters in my book is called Finding Your Tribe. Mm. And um, my tribe is uh, they're, they're my team, my cheerleader team. Yeah. So, um, and they consist of women from all backgrounds, socioeconomic backgrounds, um, and they are um, what I, who I bounce things off of, and they too are my cheerleaders and advocates. Mm -hmm. um, so that's certainly um, something that I would encourage everyone to, 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 um, to build is their tribe. And three, um, in terms of mindset, is um, I'm a reader um, and, and a thinker, and mm -hmm. so I read a lot about um, uh, people who have overcome um, adversity, um, particularly when there's situations, uh, when, the, when, when society and statistics and everything was against them and how they were able to overcome. Um, and, and so that's one of the other ways that I get my mind right um, in making sure that, you know, uh, I'm mentally prepared to take on the day uh, because physically, as you can see, I got it going on. 
So, but mentally, I have to take care of myself. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and I think so much, even even the people that seemingly seemingly have it all together, if it, if their mind is not in the right place, it doesn't matter because it the the thoughts that we hold around ourselves, you know, speak so much to I think the way that we live our lives out because like like you were saying, you know, that where your thoughts are, the rest is gonna follow that, you know. Absolutely. And and if I could say, you know, as you mentioned earlier when we started this podcast, um, that when we met, um, and we met in um in Dubai, mm-hmm. and the people that were around the room um sitting there, uh, um, it was so powerful because the things that if you came into that environment um uncertain um uh, not knowing which direction that you were going to go in or not really fully understanding the talent that you have inside of you mm-hmm. you knew by the time that was over you you yeah. knew it and you were encouraged to um cultivate it and build upon it and so that's what i mean about finding your tribe it's mm-hmm. like the, the, these people that can pull from you what you just can't seem to pull from yourself and that's so important to have. Um, otherwise, we will just live with what's comfortable as mm-hmm. opposed to being bold and courageous enough to pull out of us what, what we have even yet to realize. So I think that that's really, really important. Yeah, and I like personally, I work with a lot of entrepreneurs and people that work by themselves. And I'm sure even in the corporate room, you know, worlds where people just go to an office, it's not uncommon where people are spending their whole days by themselves without, you know, hearing that other, an outside positive influence. And so it can be very easy to, you know, anytime a negative thought kind of sneaks in to shift that belief system. Um, So yeah, I think that's a, a extremely powerful thing. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and what's also important is that you build that community of um, advocacy and celebration with women who are very different, women or men that are very different from you. You mm. don't want, you don't want to, you don't want what I call the mirror effect. You right. don't, you don't want to talk to someone and they sound, think and act like you. So right. that the only thing you're hearing is yourself speaking, and that's not productive yep. um, all the time. So you certainly want to um, surround yourself and build your community of, of people with very diverse um, backgrounds, uh, different from yours. But um, the thing that should be um, of like mind is, you know, a, a desire to lead and a desire to build and grow and in progress for sure for sure yeah so what I mean you've spoken to so much what what kind of lessons do you think that you've learned in your time I mean we talked obviously about mindset and speaking up for ourselves are there any other kind of lessons that you've learned in your career in the past couple well 20 years yeah you know that there is strength in weakness Mm-hmm. And um, there is strength and vulnerability. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that if I had 
earlier realized that and 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 reached my hand out um, mm. and asked for help more mm. that the journey may not have been so tough yeah um, the journey was tough and I think that we think by 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 you know asking for help or reaching out or, or just saying to someone can you just talk me off the ledge um, is a, is something that that reflects negatively on us and and it just doesn't that that really is the sign of strength and, and true leadership is when you can say you know I'm human and I don't know everything and I need someone to help me yeah. and and I think if I had realized that sooner in my journey of, of all of the experiences that I went through um, I think it would have been uh, a smoother ride. Yeah, asking for help for sure yeah. is huge. Yeah. So what is, you know, going forward, what does life look for you? What does life have in store? We, I don't know if we talked about it. You have a book coming out. I do, yeah. I do. That is do. The, the high heel leadership that you were speaking to earlier. Yeah. yeah. I'm really excited about that. And, and actually, when I started this project, I didn't, you know, it was not a desire to become an author, yeah. you know, or anything like that. It really was to just tell the, the many uh, stories of challenges and, and, and triumphs um, that I've gone through in, in my career and, and through my leadership journey and, and in hope that it would help young women that coming up and women that um, attained a, a leadership positions. Yeah. to um, to be encouraged and inspired by it and 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 really as a platform to what happens to life after municipal government because um, I, I really do see myself continuing to serve um, the public continuing to serve um, uh, families communities um, in a in a different capacity um, and where, wherever that leads me. But I, I certainly wanted this to be that platform for people to understand the importance of giving, the importance of service, the importance of purpose, um, and the importance of um, people helping people. Because mm. that, that, that's what makes this country great, and that's what makes us great as people. Yeah, absolutely. Well, mm -hmm. Do, and do you have a date when the book's coming out? I do not at the moment. However, if you you can stay tuned to www.natashahampton.com. That's natashahampton.com. Um, and the book, you'll find the book there, pre-sale. Um, and then the, um, the release date will be there as well. And I'm also available for um, speaking engagement. Um, motivation um, or, or, or educational, um, I'm there for, for, for that as well. You can book on that website. Um, and so I'm just really looking forward to another year of, of excellence. I'm looking forward to many years to continue to serve. And I just truly hope that I can continue to be a vessel for God's divine purpose. And, and I pray for all of you, your listeners and viewers, the very same thing. Well, I appreciate that. And I know that you are doing amazing things because I have met you in person. And so I've seen and heard um, of all the things that you're doing. And I think it's, um, 
I think what you're doing is really powerful. So I'm excited for you and excited for this book to come out. And um, I hope everybody that hears this goes and pre-orders that and um, follows you and everything that you're doing. Thank you, John. That book again is High Heel Leadership, The Art of Being a Woman in Power. But you can harness your power, um, harness your, your purpose, and, and live it out in full color. So um, thank you again, John, for the opportunity. And I'm so looking forward to the amazing things that you're doing. You're doing some amazing things. So I, I just think that it's phenomenal um, what you're doing and you even branching out in your talents. Because I, you know, I said it um, when we were um, uh, internationally balling. Yes. Uh, I said it then. <laughs> Mm -hmm. that I think that you are such an un, an amazing talent. Um, you, you, your, your art is just artistic. It, mm -hmm. it is, and, and it's so silent that it's loud. Mm -hmm. And so um, I can't wait to see the things that you have in store for all of us. So congratulations to you and so much more success to you. Thank you so much. So you're you're on at the website natashahampton.com, like you said, and are you, and you're on social media. Is that right? Are you? I am. I am. My handle on Instagram and Twitter is at Intel Lady One. That's I N T E L L A D Y, and the number one on Instagram and Twitter. I am Natasha Hampton on both Facebook and LinkedIn. Awesome. Well, I will link all of those. Uh, links below too so people can follow that and again I just thank you so much for your time and uh, talking to everyone today thank you John I appreciate the opportunity and everybody take care of yourself and take care of others that's our only purpose for for getting giving space on this earth take care of yourself and others thank you so much thank you Natasha have a great day you too